from Sydney Media in Melbourne. You're listening to Great Minds Don't Think Alike, a podcast all about neurodiversity. Hello and welcome to Great Minds Don't Think Alike for the for almost Mother's Day. Almost Mother's Day, the day before Mother's Day. I have you're with Cal. Alain. Uh, yeah. Uh, and today we'll be talking about uh, the new disability. Disability Commissioner. There were yes, uh, there had the Disability Commissioner does now exist. It was uh, filed in yesterday. Yes, yesterday at eight fifty three, according to ABC. And all I would like to say is, we called that. <laughs> and about talking? time too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, as I said, I, I I was playing devil's advocate during that entire argument. I can probably see why they would try to roll two rolls in together if they were getting, like, ten complaints, but I highly doubt it would be ten. Um, more or less? Oh, a hell of a lot more. More. Usually you want to roll things together if it's not being efficient enough, but, you know, um, that's neither here nor there. That's another thing. Uh, Nicola will also be on the show today. But, yes, you can remember to like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter and we have WordPress. Uh, so we'll me and Alan will see you later in the show. Hello, and it's me, Cal, Elaine, uh, and today we're going to be talking about Alistair McEwen, who was appointed the full-time disability commissioner. Um, so again, we were talking about this probably about sometime in January, maybe maybe even last year, how. Uh, the aged, the aged care. What's it called? The age commissioner was rolled in with the disability commissioner back in 2014, I believe it was. Yeah, it is. And now the we have now have a disability dis- discrimination commissioner at the human rights commission. This role will commence sometime inside July, and this is probably a big win for you know disabled people everywhere. Uh, Alan, what are your particular thoughts on the, the measure taken? I was actually surprised that it was actually rolled together for for a while now. Like I, I and I didn't know that we actually had a disability commissioner, but now I know. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it, they, they were rolled together for about two years during the um, Abbott Turnbull government, but they uh, now we now have a full and separate uh, commissioner. Um, make things a bit more efficient, I guess. Oh. Yeah, they were trying to make things more efficient. Yeah. Now it's it, now it, I think the method of efficiency is to actually split it up because they were getting enough complaints, which again, uh, I believe that when I was arguing it last time, uh, the only argument for rolling them together is whether you're getting like, okay, maybe a disability make uh, discrimination takes up a, like a third of the amount of complaints you might get to the Human Rights Commission. Uh, but you know, a third of ten is three point three three recurring, which isn't a very high number. But I, I, I assume that they're getting much more than just just three. So about this new commissioner, Alison McEwen. Yeah. Um. Apparently, uh, uh sat on the uh, board for Deaf Australia. Yep. He's the president and the chairperson, and according to the website of the Deaf Society. He's done Bachelor of Laws, Arts, and an MBA. So, yeah. Mm. I, I would like to point out that uh, inside the ABC article that I've got sourced up here, they basically said, as well as his role in the Deaf Society, Mr. McEwen was the chairman of Disability Council of New South Wales. He is profoundly deaf. I'm not sure whether you... Again, I am I am part of the camp that thinks that I... I, I I don't really care if the person who's running the Disability Commission is disabled himself or herself. Or yeah. 
I just want somebody who's competent. I don't want... Like, it doesn't matter me to me that this person is profoundly deaf, inverted commas. Me neither. Like, as long as they... Or even slightly deaf. Yeah. Or deaf at all. As long as they're, you know, able to get work done and... Yeah. Make, you know, make it more efficient and effective, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is that, especially inside our sphere that we work in, or at least the the one that I work in, because I volunteer a lot with people on the spectrum, is that there is sort of just... We've... The autism community probably has one foot in to the disability and one foot out. Some people will get very, very angry if you call them disabled. What do you mean by one foot in and one foot out? Um... Some of them class their autism as a dis- uh, disability. Right. Other people will violently, or go borderline violently, uh, rail against it. They'll say, I'm not disabled. And I tend to fall into the, 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 the second camp. I don't see myself as disabled. I think my autism is a disability. But I can certainly see the arguments from another perspective that, uh, you know, uh, my autism is mild by comparison. It doesn't affect... Uh, sort of like necessary day-to-day things and I've, I've seen directly firsthand how it can so I can certainly see an argument to say that this will benefit a lot of people on the spectrum by stating this person has difficulties communicating uh, so if anything happened to them especially with all the stuff that happened last year with kids getting shoved inside cages that this will help the process yeah, of yeah. You know, not doing that stuff. Not doing that stuff. Um, I don't, I don't understand the the methodology behind throwing children inside cages. Why would I just you think it? I'm supposed to. Don't know why they're throwing children into cages in the first place. Like, yeah, it's absolutely reprehensible. But you know, yeah. uh, I mean, over here, going back to the point about having a foot in or foot out, I. I guess I don't see it as a... For me, I've, I'm on the spectrum as well. I've got Asperger's, as I, I believe. And, um... Yeah. Me too, but technically that is an outdated diagnosis. Technically it's updated <laughs> now. It's an autistic spectrum disorder, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. And I think it's mild now. I mean, there are going to be moments, of course, but I've kind of embraced it as part of who I am. And I guess, in a way, promotes my individuality. Mm. I never really followed sheep or conformed much I mean but yeah that's how I see it <laughs> yeah I I I, 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 called, I I believe that sentiment is shared a lot and I work, work with a lot of kids who have the the same opinion about themselves and uh, well I when I got out of high school I volunteered at a special school right um, and that was all good like there was there was there were no cases of <laughs> there was no cases of abuse like we were hearing last year. It was it was excellent. They treated the kids with a, a up amount respect, and if they ever acted out of line, they had a plan f- to deal with it on certain levels. Did they like see the potential in these kids? Like not infantilize or treat them as if they they don't know anything? Because I've spent a few years at school where people thought that I wasn't able to do this or do that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Uh, I think the kids were at least intelligent enough within themselves to know that they 
knew exactly what their potential was. Like, there was some kid there who was just like, yeah, my dream is to work at Buddings. And I'm just like, well, like, for anybody else, that would be, like, really kind of striking low. And he's just like, no, well, like, I, I know what my abilities are. For me, that's 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 where I want to be inside life. And I can kind of respect that. And so respect teachers, that well. they're just like, we will, we will get you there. We will get you there. And um, as long as people are happy with what they want to do in life, then we can't yeah. really judge or comment on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, with this, with the new di- di- dis- di- disability discrimination commis- commissioner, yeah. try to say that five times fast. Disability, dis- wait, disability discrimination commissioner. Yes, it's it is a mouthful. Um, it is a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, what what it will do is that it will allow more people to come f- forward with this sort of stuff. Although I do think we're sort of like over the giant hill of oh my god, oh my god, what are you doing? You're throwing kids inside cages. Um, uh, it, it will allow, especially sort of like the, the, the teachers and the children to foster a more, I wouldn't exactly say protective, but positive uh, relationship between uh, the government and uh, the students. That way, if there is anything, is anything wrong they actually have an official avenue then go well you can go here where before it was just like yeah you can go to the age discrimination commissioner which everyone was kind of like that would have been confusing if you told anybody oh yeah you're getting treated very badly because of uh because of your autism or your adhd or your tourette syndrome go to the age discrimination commissioner that's like going to the shop saying i want pizza it's like go to the ice cream shop like I don't get the logic in that. <laughs> yeah, this was all sort of sort of like efficiency measures and cost 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 cutting by the Abbey government. Or as they the like day. to say, efficiencies. Yeah, efficiencies. Efficiencies. Which you know, there's efficiency and then there's efficiency. Okay, yeah. we can see why you're doing it because you're trying to get one person to do two jobs, but you know, in the long term. In the long term, it doesn't work because if you're getting that many complaints, uh, you kind of need two people. And now we have two people, I guess. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, the Attorney General, uh, Mr. Brandis, uh, announced that there will be two other appointments to the Human Rights Commission on Thursday. So it will be very interesting to find out what those ones are. Do you have any speculations yourself about it? Uh, listen, the ones that I want and the ones that are probably going to turn up are completely different. Yeah. Um, want to see a refugee commissioner. Ah, yes. Um, but that's not going to happen that's because, not gonna happen. you know... Labour's and Liberals. And you've heard the comments by Mr. Dutton the other day about how refugee Ooh. advocates are promoting self-immolation and whatnot, so... Uh, well, it, it depends on what kind of argument he has to support that, but he didn't have one, so, again, I can't exactly... All I can say is an idi- he's an idiot. <laughs> um, but, you know, saying that advocacy groups promote self-harm is kind of oh it's it is extremely poisonous because it 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 kind of states that oh your entire purpose is to convince somebody else to set themselves on fire which is you know autism speaks level of just sheer idiocy ah autism speaks ah yes 
the advocacy group that's non advocacy group. You see, if they were if Dutton made a comment about them promoting self immolation, I probably would accept accept it. <laughs> so like, are they really that bad? Like, I don't know much about autism specs myself, but they, they, the the sheer level of idiocy is is hard to explain in a couple of sentences. But they treat autism like it's a disease. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and that you can cure it, or at least that you should. Which, you know, you should cure autism because autism is bad is not an argument that I'm like, you have to tell me why it's bad. Uh, and then I can refute those points rather than going, autism is bad, you should accept this. I was like, no, because then I would have to accept that I am inherently bad, which is not a thing that I'm going to do. Wow. That's all I can say. Yes. Long rhetorical arguments about politics. It's my jam. Um, but, yes. As for the other, uh, the other commissioner, uh, it, it'll probably end up being uh, some sort of... Oh, God. We already have a, 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 what's called a sexual discrimination commissioner. Um, yeah, it'll actually be very interesting because I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you have any calls on that? No, me neither. But mm. All I would like to say from the people of Great Minds, uh, thank you for the government to listening to our show, apparently. Because um, we said this, this, again, we said this stuff about six months ago. So, yes, so whoever's l- listening to this show, good, good work. You get the message up there. And uh, we'll see you later on in the show. Bye for now. Hey guys, Nicola here, with a review of the episode on this cartoon called Arthur, with the episode When Carl Met George. Arthur is an American TV show on PBS and in Australia on ABC for kids, with anthropomorphic animals teaching kids a lot of different things and has a lot of amazing episodes and stories and characters. When Carl Met George is about a, about the character George, who meets who meets Carl, someone who has Asperger's syndrome, at a classroom where he was going to get his father some glue. He meets Carl talking about his special interests, which is trains. One time when George brought his puppet to Carl, he ended up having a breakdown over it, making George unsure and feeling sorry and upset. Brain, another character, explains more about autism for him so he can better understand Carl. The episode ends with him giving him a missing puzzle piece, which he found earlier in his pocket, and becoming good friends, which you saw at the start of the episode. I will be listing the positives and the negatives of this episode, and if it's a good representation of autism or not. The negatives for me were either awkward were were awkward coincidence between the episode and autism speaks. Not saying Arthur has a connection to it, at least I hope not. It's just a coincidence. Being the puzzle piece theme, which you heard in my last segment, is, while not problematic to me, it may be for others. See my last one for more details. And Carl's favourite colour being blue. Maybe I'm just being paranoid, but at the same time, it would make sense for me to feel this way. Also, while yes, the episode is a representation of some people with autism, it's not for everyone, since each person on the spectrum is different. However, the positives for me was one scene in particular when Brain explains what it's like having autism to George. Being like you're on a different planet and figuring out stuff on your own. It's personally one of my favourite scenes and something I can personally relate to 
with me being on the spectrum. And one of my fave quotes in that scene, you might even learn to fit in, but you'll always feel a little different. This is true to me as I always felt different no matter what group of people I hang out with or the friendships and relationships I've built over the years. This episode may be problematic to some people, which I can understand and it's their opinion, but to me, despite the flaws, it is a good episode in my opinion, and Arthur at least tried its best making it relatable in a way. I say give it a watch on your own and develop your own opinion. Well, that's it from me. See you guys next time. Hello. Uh, it is me, Cal. Elaine. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, we've had a long and productive discussion about uh, human rights commissioners. Um, uh, also, happy Mother's Day for, you know, tomorrow, if you've already forgotten. Sunday, actually. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, well, yes, this show go li- goes live on Saturday, so, you know. Yeah. It will be tomorrow. That It at, will that be point. tomorrow. Um, so, you know, say, say hi to your mom for me. Um, hi, mom. <laughs> Remember that we have a Facebook, Great Minds Don't Think Alike, is on Facebook, is on Twitter, and we have WordPress. If you would like to submit, please uh, contact one of our producers, and we will get your contacts up there. For those of you listening on Omni, uh, thank you for uh, listening on Omni. And those who are listening on Sin, continue listening on Sin. Any way you can get it, it's good, for, good enough for me. So, again, uh, Alan, any passing remarks for the show? Yeah, just... Uh Keep listening to us. Yes. Yes. Keep a key to Sin Nation, or rather the Sin Podcast website, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Hello, and welcome to Great Minds Don't Think Alike for uh, this fortnight, Mm. uh, at the back end of May. Uh, I am Cal. I am Christian. Good to be back. Uh, been away. I feel like I've been away for a while, yeah. and uh, and um, I think quite a bit has happened in my absence. Well, well, well of course it has. Um, but even in the world of neurodiversity, I, I feel like uh, a few things have popped up. One of which, uh, which we'll be talking about today, is um, the, if any of you watched The Voice Australia, which I haven't since the first season. One of the in the blind auditions, uh, one of the contestants uh, who did who did a really good job. Um, just, blind being inverted commas, but we'll get to that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, bl- blind is in. Yeah. Literally, visually, yeah. they've got their backs turned to the singers. Anyway, yes. So, sixteen-year-old uh, guy from Melbourne, Adam Ladell, um, who, I mean, putting aside his his backstory, whether you want to call it a tragic backstory, I find that a problematic term to put on this. But anyway, yeah, putting that putting backstory aside, I think he actually did a really good job, and he has a YouTube channel called Tick Twitch Team because Tick Twitch Team because he has Tourette's, and I do think he has a really nice voice, and he's um he's talented. Anyway, um, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about that later on yes. the, inside the show hmm. uh, remember we have a Facebook page we have a Twitter and we have WordPress and hmm. we're taking, actively taking submissions for our WordPress so please contact one of our producers and we'll get you we'll get you sorted yeah. um, there will also be another segment on the show so again well, I guess we'll see you later uh, hello it's Cal 
Christian again, yes. yes. And uh, as we said into the intro, we're going to be now we're talking about The Voice Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, more, more like Tourette's syndrome in general, or, or like um, if you want to go even broader than that, as far away from The Voice as we possibly can get, I suppose. Broadly speaking, context in which like your neurological condition kind of quote-unquote disappears doesn't seem to be there anymore. Um, mm. So this particular Adam Laidell's blind audition... Okay, so I, um, I, I, why I, do you take issue with it being called a blind audition, first uh, of all, well, I guess? No, no, I don't take it... As, I don't think I'm having the same issue with you. I reckon it's not a blind audition. I reckon the producers actually just ridiculously screen every applicant that goes in. So they oh, can okay, right. put well, them in front, of the, in front of the judges in case... Like, you can only see two extremes, i.e., well, it's less so. I've only seen one episode of The Voice, and that was only because um, because my mum was watching it, mm. and I was sort of just tolerating it, because I don't like reality television at all. Neither do um, I. <laughs> but I used to hear, and I go, either amazing, and everybody votes for them, or they're not, and they just walk off the stage. Mm. So, to me, like, there's no mediocrity so um, there has to be, like, this strict screening process in place. But that's beside the point. I reckon they chose... He got through because, hey, I have Tourette's syndrome. I'm special. <laughs> yeah. That, well, yeah, it's definitely a story. And, I mean, well, okay, yes, fair enough. This isn't just the voice. Um, on any talent show, obviously, they don't... Uh, you know, they, there's other panels that they go through. They have to audition. Yeah. Um, and it used to be that, yeah, there, there was... Just turn there up. wasn't that much mediocrity. They'd even let... Yeah. They'd let through the ones that were awful um, because that was funny. But I don't think that, that... That seems to be, like, a very... sort of That's so, like, 2008. Oh, um, 2003. <laughs> You remember Australian Isle of people yeah. just lighting up around the corner and just like, why? <laughs> oh, I know. But but I mean, I don't know. I guess I haven't watched Idol in ages. But yeah, let's, let's say like 2007 or six. Like, yeah, whenever Idol finished, that seemed to sort of close up the trend of... Oh, no, actually, X Factor still did it for a while. Yeah. Um, anyway, point being that, yes, yeah, so when we say this is a blind audition, I, I, I at least trust that the judges do not know what this person looks like when they yeah. hear their voice. Yeah. It's not like you know, people line up, side, line up outside the street and like anyone can walk in and have an audition. No, it's not as open as that. But, but see, when I, when I thought you questioned like, whether or not it was blind, it's sort of because obviously it's not totally unbiased, of course. Even when you hear someone's voice, there's still, you know, accent or like... In his case, um, so Adam Adam Liedel, very nice voice, um, has Tourette's syndrome. So he was like he was doing verbal tics before his performance. So that's when like it was sort of the big reveal to the judges at the end that you know oh he has Tourette's syndrome. And unfortunately, that the reaction was kind of oh oh wow. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know that. That makes it like even more amazing. How could you not know that? I'm just like <laughs> he came out with his with the, like. Mm. I, I, the, the, when the promo was on the television, I'm just like, yeah, that guy has Tourette's. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but the, oh, this is obviously pre-recorded, so like... Yeah. They no, but seen the like, even before they're just like, he will inspire you, he has Tourette's. I'm just like, I knew that from like the first three seconds of looking at him because yeah. he was twitching all over the place. The yeah, only, but they... The only neurological, dis- <laughs> uh, what's it called, uh, disorder I know that produces that severity of tics is Tourette's. Yeah, so... I, that's, that's definitely the main one. But they wouldn't have seen the tics, they would only have heard it. So, I mean, yeah. that might not have been where their thoughts immediately went. So, yeah, if, if when he said, I have Tourette's, they then went, oh, that explains the yeah. verbal ticking at the start. Like, yeah, logical reaction. But the whole, like, oh, well, wow, that makes it even more amazing. Like, it doesn't... Uh, Julia would probably, if she was here, would probably say it's a bit inspiration porny. Well, I'm tempted to agree. No, yeah. I think I will I will agree with that, actually. And and even just... Oh, oh, yeah, so um, he's... 
none of his ticks come through when he's when he sings. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a that... fairly common thing actually. I think it's the same with for anyone who's seen the King's Speech would you know know that the same tends to happen with stutters as well. Singing tends to be one of those very it's very different to speaking and a lot of the sort of compulsions and ticks and things that some people would classify as bad and others would just classify as existing even, yeah existing or you know just a quirk even some people with Tourette's that's the way they see it I, yeah I, I can certainly see how it could be seen as debilitating if you're if you're having ticks every single day mm. of your life every uh, 0.4 of a second it, yeah I can see how yeah like okay that might be a release mm. that's for you to figure out it's not yeah. for me to judge you on like no it's not yeah exactly yeah so that's why uh, th- this is one of the things I think like stuff like YouTube is so great for because there actually are heaps of um I think Adam Legal calls them the guy from the voice calls them Toretta's but yeah um heaps Tourette- of blog- <laughs> Toretta's. Toretta's yeah I think that's his chosen if I remember correctly but yeah heaps of vloggers with um Tourette's syndrome uh who actually have these like yeah don't worry I'm not gonna I wasn't about to say the word inspiring um informative very very informative and insightful videos it's a good platform to kind of uh get down to nitty-gritty and like answer all the questions that like the natural questions that um that people might have like um how do you sleep with Tourette's for example so sleeping is a little bit similar to singing in that regard um actually in that when you're, yeah, at least for Adam, he said that when he sleeps, he doesn't tick. However, so, you know, in yeah, theory, that would mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, but in, like, in theory, that means, oh, okay, so great, so you can get a good night's sleep. Uh, no. <laughs> um, ticks still prevent him from getting to the point of sleep. <coughs> Once he's at the point of sleep, the ticks are not really an issue. Mm. But, I mean, you know, half asleep or like stage one sleep. I mean, you know, I think like many people can relate to that being in the early stages of sleep and like something happens and then you're back to square one again. You're wide awake. Mm. Um, but I, yeah. I suppose sort of like the, the main issue here mm. is that at least the one that you wanted to bring up was yeah. the fact that sort of just like people are praising the disappearance of his Tourette's. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. he still has Tourette's when he sings, so oh, it's just he doesn't have tics, so... Exactly, yeah. Oh, oh no, it, it no way changes his identity as a person with Tourette's. And oh, again, when when I think of disorders, it's less mm. about identity. I don't hear. Oh, For me, I can, it's... I can, yeah. It, okay, well, it's well, sort of just like sweeping the... Uh, I wouldn't say, say the problem. It's sort of like the issue under the rug. It's, mm. you, oh, you can just sing for the rest of your life and you'll be fine. Well, <sighs> yeah, that's actually pretty much what Jessie J said. Um, yeah. yeah, she's one of the judges on The Voice Australia. Yeah, yep. that seems to be like a quirk of Australian talent shows. They generally now seem to have like only one Australian judge. Um, anyway, yeah, she said, oh, we should just make our... Like, if, if I was your coach, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we would just make our whole lives a musical. Like, we would just sing all the time and your Tourette's will be gone. And <laughs> the fact that it's, that's seen as like a wonderful yeah. thing is... It's also yeah. just sort of just like hmm. this disapproval of the problem. Yeah. Sort of, you have these ticks and therefore it sort of like makes you less of a person if you're not singing. And it's mm. like, that's life. People have difficulties. Mm. It, it's also sort of just this discussion around sort of, there are other, there's, Everybody else has other problems other than having ticks when they have Tourette's. It's uh, ticks is just the obvious one, and you sort of like. I'm guessing that at least some of the people with Tourette's would take that for granted. It's just like, yes, this is the obvious one. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Sweet, you've 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 done the bare minimum. Oh well, yeah. There's definitely and then, and there's also the social sort of side of it, definitely because um I have a very like mild form of Tourette's, like I have hardly any tics at all. It's mostly just rapid blinking. But yeah, still there there are certain certain things within that that I encounter. The fact that like even if it's like an obvious tick to everyone around you, you yourself, if it's a common tick for you, just don't even think about it, lose an awareness of it. But because yeah, if if you do it all the time, it's kind of a bit like breathing. Like I'm not saying like it's as necessary it's, as it's, breathing. It's sort of um, like an automatic yeah. response where you don't think about it. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of just like when you lock up your house when you leave. Yeah, it's an automatic response where you well, you're halfway down the road and you're just like, did I lock the house? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, or so even I didn't if think you... it happened. Oh yeah, oh you know yeah. To take that analogy as well. So you know, say if you if you leave the house and like you're caught up thinking about something else and you're halfway down the street and realize, oh wait, wait, no, I was supposed to go left, not right today. Yeah, um, yeah, same deal. So you know, when someone is like trying to subtly point it out, or I don't know, is like giving you sort of this weird body language, this weird vibe of like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like your thought isn't, oh, they must be. Well, I mean, maybe maybe for some people it is because they're just used to that. But, I mean, <laughs> it's not like, you know, I think about it every minute of the day, the fact that I have Tourette's. So, like, if someone is, like, acting strange around me or staring at me, I will just, well, yeah, I, I will think that it's just something to do with them. But it actually is, even if it is about my Tourette's. Mm. You know, really. I know, yeah. <laughs> that that also leads into sort of, like, another discussion about how identifying... Mm. You said it's sort of something about identity before, and the reason yeah. why I don't sort of, like, prescribe to that sort of view about disorders is that it sort of becomes a crutch basically i have noticed this if indeed that your if your autism or Tourette's becomes part of your identity sometimes it becomes overbearing and becomes the only thing that you have so at least inside my mind it's it's very easy for me to separate yeah this is my autism and this is me and you know they mesh closely together but my autism is me, and I'm not my autism. So, yeah. Up to you. I mean, yeah, yeah that's the thing. It is like, up to I'm... me, but that's the reason why I don't prescribe to sort of like the identity issue. Oh, I... well, I mean, he... Well, the the fact that his YouTube channel is called Tick Twitch Teen, and the fact that you yeah. know he's using words like Tourette's clearly it shows that you know he himself has chosen to Which identify with Which I'm fine with, because yeah. it's all positive. Yeah. Like, it's... It doesn't appear to be a crutch. What do you mean by crutch, exactly? For example, if if the identity becomes overbearing, basically you blame all of your behavior on it, whether it's good or bad. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, I, I guess, like, autism... Tourette's is obviously much sort of more, like, black and white with that when it comes oh, to... absolutely. Yeah, when it comes to, you know, behavior, obviously, than autism. Because autism, you still sort of do have a lot of control over your actions and yeah there's there's certain oh, things that like you yeah. can't just blame away yeah and autism is, on the is, other hand yeah autism <laughs> yeah. by its conception is it mm. has to do with somewhat with behavior yeah. Tourette's is more of a physical degeneration yeah Tour- Tourette's is all sort of it's yeah it's it's impulses it's as you said like automatic responses you know the analogy that everyone draws is that ticks are like sneezes yeah you can suppress it up to a certain point but you certainly can't like fully stop it you just have to let it out and sometimes you can't even stop it yeah so there's a difference between that and say i don't know like i i really love manga um so therefore i just have to talk about manga and only manga with everyone i talk to that Mm. is just how i am that is just what i have to do i have autism that is me if you don't like that that's not your fault (laughs) because you you have a certain degree of you know control there to like 
also take into account also like to meet people halfway and, and recognize that other people will have things that they want to talk about and all of that you know some i know like the word some compromise is sort of fraught for some people but you know some compromises are actually necessary and if it's a question of like i expect the same from other people that they would expect of me well yeah that's fair but if you have people who are like expecting you to not meet you halfway but you know to come all the way to you basically so like you change everything about yourself and i will stay exactly the same yeah anyone who's asking for that i would say is using as a crutch as you said yeah and i find it's more prevalent with certain disorders as it happens with all mental disorders whether it be adhd tourette's or autism but it happens more profoundly inside autism because Mm -hmm. it tends to it tends to inform your personality. Hmm. The disorder informs your personality more because of the nature of it. But yes, that was a very good discussion and um, about, you know, the voice <laughs> and how they're, what's it called? Uh, I wouldn't say pandering, but I well, do want to say pandering. I um, feel like I should also mention that this is by no means the first time that like a singer with Tourette's has been on a talent show. Yeah. And it's sort of gone, well, not really viral, but, you know, it's gotten quite a bit of traction. Like, I think it's happened on X Factor, even in other countries as well. So this is by no means a, a new thing. And we're not, to be clear, we're not paying them out. I'm, no. If, if anything, I'm paying out the producers of the show. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and, and I'd, yeah, and I'd say the producers and, yeah, you know, to, to a certain extent, the judges as well. Because, yeah. I mean, generally the stuff that um, Adam Laidell talks about is education. Like, if, even in the show itself, the, he- the heavily edited um, final episode, they put in the part where his sort of aim is for um, when he's walking down the street, people should just kind of look at him and go, oh, okay, that's a guy with Tourette's. And then walk on, <laughs> oh, rather yeah. than stop and stare. Yeah, he's already half achieved his goal because as soon as just, oh. before he even did the promo, even told me he had Tourette's. I'm like, yeah, that guy has Tourette's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's partly because you know you do a show called Great Minds Don't Think Alike, and yeah, you're, you're oh yeah, I am, I am uniquely exposed. Um, yeah, you know, there are plenty of people that would just kind of go, oh, what is wrong with you? And even like, I, I, I guess, sort of facial twitches and you know, even swearing to a certain extent, people would kind of take as okay that guy has Tourette's but you know stuff like um the oh I forget what he called it oh sorry not not what he called it I forget what it's called but it's the gestural tics so you know for instance um like the, the arm flailing and uh, well, even like rapid the, blinking uh, and the neck twitching. No, specific. So like the middle finger is a twitch that sometimes comes up for him. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so well, that's what I meant by arm flailing, yeah. but it tends to go to shoot up your arm. Oh, no, as, as in like it's like an unmistakably like the middle finger is just a compulsion that he has. So, <laughs> yeah, for someone to like walk past and sort of not stop and stare and go like, oh, what the hell is that? But, you know, I, I guess like in the same way that, um, I don't know, like if you walk past someone with traditional dress, like with a traditional cultural dress or like speaking in a language that isn't English, you sort of will just not remark upon it, basically. Because, yeah, that's 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 really what we want to a certain extent, like neutrality. You know, I feel like, you know, <laughs> we want to be Swiss. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like, sort of like, in, yeah, you know, indifference is actually really, really hard to get. Like, it, you know, it's obviously, oh, it's incredibly easy. it is. It's incredibly politically. Yeah, like, it's incredibly easy for, you know, to really to get people to feel sorry for us. I'd argue it's even, you know, not even that hard really for people to get people to, like, idolize us, you know, see us as people with extraordinary abilities and, you know, superhuman gifts and... Um, well, it's, it's kind of them yeah. trying to make up for the fact that mm. uh, they're going to judge us based on what we can't do. Yeah. It's, oh, oh yeah. you have these amazing abilities. Mm. Who cares? You can't bathe yourself. 
Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, if it's to balance... Well, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah, if it's to balance it out. So if it's to recognize that, you know, this person, like anyone, has their strengths and their weaknesses, and, you know, there's... No, but sometimes of, they may yeah. not even be there. It's hmm. just, you know, pat, pat, be a good person with autism. Wait, sometimes what might not even be there? It's sort of just like uh, handing out gold stars in kindergarten. Hmm. You did a really good job writing on with crayons on the wall. Hmm. Here's a gold star. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're talking what... about celebrating small achievements just because they're done by someone with a disability. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see I see what you mean. Yeah. Or disorder. I don't see myself <laughs> disabled, as I've explained many times in the show. Oh, okay. I think I might have missed your numerous explanations somehow. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. If, um, you know, disabled... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> someone with a disability or disorder does something is not a news story. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a difference between that and, you know, like, say, someone who's going through therapy or whatever, um, and, like, actually giving their, you know, them the encouragement that they need. That You know, like, oh, look, you've come this far. Just go a little bit further. Like, that's one thing. But, yeah. <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot hmm. more we could say about this. Hmm. Like, I guess there's even more topics that are coming to my mind about this. About um, celebrating mediocrity? Oh, no, it's not sort of like... It's... Oh, God. Hmm. It was just there, and now I've lost it. Callan's completely lost it, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I am insane. (laughs) Um, But, again, it's... Yeah, as I said, doing sort of just like this celebration of, you know, this person can sing, and I'm just Hmm. like, okay. Hmm. All right. He he has Tourette's. I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, you're on a singing show. Isn't that kind of the point? But he has Tourette's. Uh, uh, well, look, again, uh, you've already mentioned that. Okay. Uh, he's got a very good singing voice, if that's what you're telling me. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Look, okay, fine. He's, uh, he's only 16. He has a voice with a really nice tone. Yeah, that's above yeah. average. That's about as far as I'd go in like the lavishing praise celebration front. The uh, yeah, I think the only like maybe special thing about this is that it's not so much the inspiration that you know we should really be celebrating that because that's about you know non-disabled or people who don't have Tourette's like feeling good about themselves. It's, yeah, um, as I said, it's, it's this y- desire to feel normal. Yeah, yes, but it's it's also like you know people who have Tourette's themselves watching this <laughs> will go like, oh okay, yeah, that's right, we do exist in other places, mm. and wow. Someone like me is on TV. It's more like the affirmation of like, oh, yes, there are. It's representation, I guess, is sort of a. It's not really something to celebrate so much because it should just be done anyway. But it's sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. um, Anyway, uh, that was an incredibly long, thoughtful discussion about talent shows and Tourette syndrome. Yes. Uh, I guess we'll see you later in the show then. Yes, um, we shall indeed. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, You've been with Christian and Cal. Hello, and, uh, well, that's all we have time for today. Hmm. Um, again, I am Cal. And I am Christian. Uh, it's been a pleasure to give you, um, the latest episode of Great Minds Don't Think Alike, uh, in the middle of May. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to any of our others, we have a very, very extensive archive of shows on Omni. We've also got a Facebook page where we post heaps of news and interesting links and interesting discussions that are happening in the world of neurodiversity. We also have a WordPress blog that we are very, very happy to take some... Any and all uh, neurodiversity-related submissions for, just email us at gmdta at media.gmail.com. Remember, we have a Facebook page and we have a Twitter. So follow us on all the good things. Yes. Uh, 
And I guess we'll see you in a fortnight. Yes, for sure indeed. Thank you for listening. 